The following podcast contains spoilers for a brighter summer day. You have been warned. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Bunn, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. Hello. <laughs> Greetings, guten tags. Guten Abend, mein Freund. Mm. Wie geht's? Wie geht's? I don't know what that means. It means, how are you? That's what that means. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it literally means, how goes? Ah. How goes it? But uh, It do go the goodest. Yeah. It goes the pretty good. But it how goes are the you, good. my good friend? I am doing... A okay, mm. yeah, I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, see any movies this past week? Uh, I know you, you saw believe at least two. No, I have seen none movies. Period. Oh Zilch. Oh at my gosh. No, that uh, you put something on the, I the did, Instagram. I I'm a cheesy liar. liar. You cheesy, um, cheesy liar. So on our Thursday, we watched. Uh, we watched the Bullet Train. We did. We did. We yeah. did that thing. Yeah. Uh, did we like it? Who knows. Maybe it had some laughs. Maybe it had some punches. Maybe it had some kicks. Mm-hmm. For you to find out on that YouTube, you know the deal. Uh, yeah. I had been asked to kind of animal sit for like a brief couple hours. Yeah. Um, so in that meantime, instead of just perusing TikTok for, you know, five hours, like, you know, I almost did, I decided the last hour I should just, you know, watch a movie. So I've started, and it was almost finished, but I really wanted to go home. Um, the talented Mr. Ripley. Mm. Um, so I got to finish that one up. But for the most part, it was good. It it reminded me a little bit of. Um, did you see that actually? Yes, I did. You did. You did. Um, it was reminding me a little bit of Sophie's Choice there for like the first half mm-hmm. until things happened without spoiling it, because you know Matt Damon's character is just so attached to this couple. And I was like, man, this reminds me of something that yeah. we just reviewed on a different thing. And then, you know, things change a little bit, and it's not exactly Sophie's choice yeah. in the slightest. You want to hear my favorite fun fact about the, A Talented oh. Mr. Ripley or The Talented Mr. Ripley? Please, tell me. That is the film that inspired Tommy Wiseau to write The Room. That's This is the one, huh? That is the one. He mm. and the guy who plays Mark, Greg Sestero, uh, his first name is Greg. I know that, um, but he wrote the uh, the Disaster Artist book. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went and saw when they were roommates. They went and saw the talented Mister Ripley, and then like Tommy Wiseau was like super amped after watching that, and then like a <laughs> week later handed Greg the script for the room. So yeah, that is a uh, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, I love um, that fact. It's a, it's a it's it's hilarious to me. Yeah, because I mean, I could see all the you know resemblance. Now it's pretty, mm-hmm. it's pretty funny. Like the um, love triangle kind of thing. Going yep. On. So uh, I got like halfway before I had to. I, I I just couldn't be at my mom's house anymore, so I left. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I got to finish that. But uh, after that, I decided to sit down for a solid four hours and watch my <laughs> movie of the week. So, Mike, yes. what did you, you silly scandalous man? Watch. So I watched uh, 14 movies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, most of them rewatches uh, 
that I watched. Well, that's not most of them, but a lot of them are rewatches that I watch with my, my boy. Um, baby. But the first one I watched is uh, Scanners. It's a David Cronenberg movie. Everyone would will know this movie from that uh, that famous scene where the guy's head blows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that surprisingly enough happens in the first twenty minutes. Oh wow! So this movie like peaks in the first twenty minutes, and then the rest is just kind of meh. It's really got, it's yeah, it's cool ideas and everything, but like if your first twenty minutes are the best part of the movie, it's yeah. not exactly the the greatest. It's not <laughs> a bad movie, but it definitely gets a little dull after that. Uh, but yeah, that was Scanners. Then I rewatched uh, Rookie of the Year. Watched that with my boy. Um, oh. And I, I just, I don't know. This year I've been getting really into baseball. Ever since last year, I, I've always loved baseball. Uh, yeah. I, like, if I were to play any sport, it'd probably be baseball. I really like baseball. I'm not good at it, but I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year, when my boy was born, uh, I just had a lot of free time. So I watched pretty much every Phillies game that happened in the first five months of my boy's life. Um so I got back into baseball, and now I've just been like rocking watching now you're baseball a movies. Fiend, scratching yeah. Nick. I've been watching more baseball uh, games this year than I have ever, even last yeah. year after you know five months of watching every single game. Uh, go Phils! Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, Rookie of the Year. It's a fun kids movie. Really nostalgic for me. Loved that movie as a kid. Uh, then I watched for the one thousand one movies you must see before you die. The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Uh, it's John Wayne, James Stewart. This movie made me realize something, and this might anger some of our, if we have any older listeners. Careful now. John Wayne is not talented. <laughs> Just throwing that, that out there. It will anger some people. Uh, I get why people like him. He's a mm-hmm. personality for sure. He cannot act. Uh, other than in True Grit. He was really good in True Grit. I'll give him that. But you know what? A broken clock is right twice a day. Uh, <laughs> My so, uncle loves John Wayne. I have no problem with people that love John Wayne. But this was like the third John Wayne movie I saw and the second one to really disappoint me. True Grit is the only movie of his that I've seen that I like. And mm-hmm. I've seen Searchers, which disappointed me, and this, which I liked everything about this movie except for except for his part. Uh, I'll go into this a little bit more uh, in in my September episode of a th- uh, of Cinema Bucket List. But, okay. Uh, to kind of wrap things up, or to you know briefly discuss it, yeah. his character is pointless until the very end, and the thing he does at the very end would have been more interesting if someone else had done it. <laughs> so his character is one hundred percent pointless. Yeah. And I could see that they were just like, why can't we have John Wayne be this character? And then someone was just like, well, he's not really going to fit this character. Well, how about we write a new character that makes no sense and does not deserve to be there until the very <laughs> end and then just takes away everything he's done. It, it's a weird, weird thing. Uh, if you've seen it, you kind of know what I'm talking about. But yeah. again, no problem with people that like John Wayne, but I am uh, now no longer interested in watching more John Wayne movies. I will for sure because a lot of them are on the 1001 movies you must see before you die list because <laughs> a lot of uh, boomers, and I'm not using that as like a derogatory term at the moment, a lot of boomers who love John Wayne contributed to that book. Yeah. Uh, so I assume I'm not, I'm going to dislike a lot of them, but True Grit was good, so th- there's that. Uh, then I watched with my boy, Little Giants, uh, the football movie with uh, Rick Moranis 
And the guy who plays Al Bundy in Married with Children, whose name yep. is escaping me, he's also in Modern Family. Ed O'Neill, that's his name. Yep. Uh, yeah, football movie. Uh, this one I had only seen a couple times. It was not one of my favorites in, uh, as a kid. But Angels in the Outfield is not streaming anywhere, so I had to make do with what we had. It's really not streaming anymore? Yeah, not at the moment. And it, Disney owns it, so I don't know why it's not on there, but uh, I'm sure we'll get it at some point. Uh, then for the 1001 movies, I watched a uh, James Cagney movie called White Heat. Really mm. enjoyed that. I'm going to be talking about that more in September in the Cinema Bucket List. And then for 1001 movies, you must see Before You Die. I rewatched The Descendants. That will also be in the September episode. Uh, that's the George Clooney movie from 2011. Uh, yep. Then uh, we watched Bullet Train together. The we review did. is up for that on the YouTubes. Uh, then uh, I watched the new Pre- Predator movie called Prey. Uh, mm-hmm. came out on Friday on Hulu, so I watched it. That takes place in 1719 in Comanche territory. If you are going to watch it, everyone should watch the Comanche dubbed version because it is much oh, more immersive. Really? Yeah, instead of just like, you know, Native Americans uh, speaking English when they haven't really run into any English people. Yeah. Um, so, there's yeah, I would suggest people watch the Comanche version. Uh, then I watched Blade, uh, first time watching that. Didn't care for <laughs> it, but understand why people like it. Um, yeah. It's not for me. Uh, there's that. Then I wa- rewatched A Bug's Life with the boy. The boy. <laughs> I love A Bug's Life. One of my favorite Pixar movies gets overlooked way too often. Very often. Uh, then I was I found out that A Brighter Summer Day, which we're going to talk about in a minute, was four hours long. I did not uh, know that at the time of uh, watching or uh, picking it, but here we because, are. Because <laughs> uh, uh, Caitlin went and uh, to my sister's bachelorette party this weekend, so I was with the boy by myself, so I had to watch it over three separate screenings. Uh, one hour, two hour, one hour, that's how it went. Mm-hmm. There's that. Uh, then I rewatched Bullet Train because I hated it and absolutely want people to watch the review to understand why I hated it. Of course. Um, I mean, it's understandable. Yeah. Got to pick out those flaws. Yeah, so check out our review for that. Uh, and then today I watched, rewatched a goofy movie with my boy. Oh, what a good movie. What a good movie. What a goofy movie. What a goofy uh, movie indeed. That's all I watched. So hmm. I guess we should just get into it, into A Brighter Summer Day. Mm, we could if we didn't have some news. All right, we do have some news. Yes, yes, we do. It is is that time of year where just sometimes you see a little bit of rain outside and sometimes comes sadness with that rain, a little bit of depression. And a lot, I've seen a lot of posts about this one today. Um, Olivia Newton-John has passed away, Mm -hmm. 73 years old. Mm -hmm. I know my aunt is devastated. (laughs) She. uh, I can imagine. She loved, they, uh... My my uncle and my aunt did uh, the the Greece characters of uh, her and John Travolta and from Greece this last Halloween. It was pretty mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, but I know she she's hit right in the heart <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched Greece too many times as like, I mean obviously it's very sad, but like mm-hmm. I my sisters loved Greece and watched it way too many times and I hated it. So I, I'm not as connected <laughs> to Olivia Newton John as other people are. But it is still very sad. Uh she was very talented and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, will certainly be missed. It will very certainly be missed. And I didn't see what she passed away from, but I mean seventy three's yeah killer age. Just, For sure. Uh, she made it through a lot there. For sure. 
Mm, yes, but that is the uh, sad news. And now, so let's get into a brighter summer day. Do the chairs in your Do you gaze at your doorstep and picture me there? Is your heart Shall I Based on a true story primarily on a conflict between two youth gangs, a 14-year-old boy's girlfriend conflicts with the head of one gang for an unclear reason until finally the conflict comes to a violent climax. Mm. Directed by Edward Yang, written by Hung Hung, Ming Tang Lai, and Alex Yang, stars uh, Chang Chen, Lisa Yang, uh, Kyo, Kyo, Kyo Chu Chang, uh, where's where's the uh, Han Chang, I, I don't know if I said that one or not, uh, Elaine Jin, and Lawrence Ko, and who's the cat? Uh, Chai, Chai San Wang. Did you um, say the cat? Did I say the cat? I, said I think cat. you did. <laughs> well, luckily, one of the characters' names is Cat. Yeah. So, where is that cat? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this was uh, my pick this week. Had no idea it was going to be four hours long. I apologize yeah. for. Usually, we figure that out before we uh, get yeah, into it. But uh, completely over glancing that. Yeah. Um, and this apparently is also on your uh, one thousand. Uh, one movies before you die. Which you which said I, you would try to, vo- try to which avoid. I, which I said I would try to avoid that list that I no. hadn't looked at it yet, so I had no idea. All good. Um, but yeah, I, I had gone through Letterboxd one day, kind of just rummaging everything that uh, was kind of either high rated or highly recommended on there, and I was like, oh shit. I don't. Th- I don't think we've ever done a Taiwanese film. Is that how no. it is? Taiwanese. Okay. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Could be wrong. If if so, I'm an asshole. But uh, so yeah, I figured why not? Uh, and since it was a, such a good rating, and I thought it was two hours long, <laughs> turns out it was t- two times two. Mm-hmm. Um, why not give it a little shot? I'm just shocked because usually, like the fir- when you whenever anyone picks a movie, whether me, you, or streaming roulette my eyes go immediately to the runtime <laughs> what's funny but i didn't do <laughs> this this time um i'm always on imdb looking at all all of this stuff mm-hmm. and what's always great is i always am looking at the name of the movie and then i always look at the original if it's a foreign film i look at the original title and i didn't look at the year it was made or the rating or the time at all and i've just i've been looking at the trailer I guess yeah. the last day I was like, yeah, just mm-hmm. over glanced the shit out of it. Yeah. So I think it's no surprise to anyone that the biggest detriment to this film is the runtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally do not think it warranted four hours whatsoever. Um, that's not to say it's not good. Like I, I think it's still really well made and the, the plot is, is, um, you know, interesting and, and, worthy of telling a story but there's i i feel like they could have cut like at the very least an hour and a half if not two hours total and still had a a pretty powerful movie personally um i would i would say an hour an hour yeah even an hour would have been nice but yeah 
but four but, uh, hours is just but yeah four ridiculous. hours I was, at the, i'm i'm in the mindset if you made the right decision of making multiple sit downs not that you you know i would have that, 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 that was yeah. your choice because my boy, i would have watched it all the way through but my boy yeah. but uh i i feel like it would have honestly if i had if i rewatched this movie and, and picked exact points where i would want like you know, if I was recommending this to somebody, I would tell this person here, stop here, and then come back to it tomorrow. Here, stop yeah. here, and then come back to it tomorrow. Like an hour each day, or something like that. Yeah. Or an hour and a half, even. Like there, there is a like each act um, could be an hour long, and that's where I would tell people to just, hey, stop there, and then come back to it tomorrow. Trust me, mm-hmm. you're, you're probably going to like it a lot more. So, in in that regard, I feel like. Again, that you didn't do this on purpose, but you made the right decision of you know doing sit downs when the boy yeah. was sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I still found myself getting like very distracted though, because it is a yeah. very quiet movie, and if you're not in a completely immersive environment like a movie theater, it's mm-hmm. very easy to get distracted, especially me personally. S- um, me very much personally, because yeah. I <laughs> being at my computer all the time, um, which I kind of wish. Uh, I had the Criterion app on the TV. Um, being at my computer all the time, I need tabs open. I need. I got two monitors, so I need to be doing something or watching something on the left, and doing something and doing something on the right at all times. So that that was self uh, fuckery on that part of just doing that. But uh, especially a foreign film too that's four hours long. I definitely yeah. sitting there. At one point, I was playing Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like. Uh, not that you, I was bored with the movie, by the way. Yeah. Just I feel like the biggest ADD. problem is in the beginning. I feel like if they were going to cut anything, there would be a huge chunk from the beginning because the yeah. real plot didn't really start until two hours in. Uh, two mm-hmm. hours is when um, Ming's boyfriend uh, at the time. Uh, why is his name escaping me? Uh, he's like the sailor guy. Um, um, shit. God, what's it? What's his name? Uh, honey. Honey, yes, yes. When, yes. Uh, two hours is when Honey dies. So, yeah. like, have that happen at, like, the 30-minute mark, and I feel like it's a better movie already. Um, and, and, again, I love Was long movies. Was that Honey movies. died at the two-hour mark or the hour mark? Because the, the other guy died at, I think, the, roughly the two-hour mark. Uh, Shen, Shandong. Shandong? Who is Shandong? He was, he was the one... Uh, for a little bit of a clarification, there's two gang, like head of the gang members. It's kind of Romeo and Juliet died. in a way. Yeah, where like um, very, very, very loosely, mm-hmm. where uh, Ming is in one, at least affiliated. Like she doesn't want to be affiliated, but they claim that she is theirs of one mm-hmm. gang. And then, uh, um, uh, man, what's his name? Sure, uh, sir. However you pronounce sir. that. Yeah, uh, he's in the other gang. And, you know, they kind of are interested in each other, but it causes turmoil amongst the gangs. And I thought it was Honey that died at the two-hour mark, but I now, like, so much or so little happens in four hours that I kind of forget. Yeah, I mean, there's, I think the the first person, the head gang member died, maybe maybe an hour and a half, I'll I'll say that. So the one dude dies then, and then after that, the other head dies. Um... But it's like Romeo and Juliet. Another another theme I was getting was uh, West Side Story without the singing as well. Just well, I mean, because West Side Story is based off thing. of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but yeah, mega vibes from those. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of that plot in the beginning went directly to the gangs and the uh, and the affiliations with the gangs and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you get into the second plot, which is uh, Sir kind of getting romantically entangled, as uh, Jada Pinkett Smith would say, um, with with Ming. Um, and you know the conflicts that cause that, and dear lord, the conflicts that cause that. Jeez, um, <laughs> Louise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the surprisingly the gang parts didn't really hold my attention all that much, mainly because they they introduce a shit ton of characters, um, who for the most part you're not going to remember. At least I didn't remember most of their names. Except for Cat, because he's fucking hilarious. Yeah, um, I remember their faces, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, Cat but he, was really funny. Cat was really funny. Just a small little singing dude who was just antsy and just really, really funny. Um, he was great. Um, but there's there's other ones you'd re- like remember, like Ma. I don't even remember who Airplane was, to be honest. Um, I feel like Airplane was like the other guy that was always with Cat. Yeah, uh, kind of like the second second guy whenever Cat was around. Yeah, um, I remember I remember Ma, but all these other names I don't really remember too well. Yeah, under underpants. Uh, and I just and I, I just remember watched Tiger, the movie. But, yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, like it's it's very atmospheric. The movie there is no music at all except for practical music whenever like Elvis is playing or something. Yeah, uh, in a in a club or whatever. There is no score, uh, which. I, I understand why, because it is very, like, it's a vignette of sorts where it's just, you're watching this unfold as if you were, like, actually standing there. There's very little camera movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, essentially, they set up shots and let things unfold. There's no back and forth. You just kind of see shots and scenes happen. And it's very stylistic in that in that sense, uh, where, you know, it's it's more about the atmosphere and and the immersion into Taiwan in the 50s and 60s than it is, you know, the actual story, which I I, I respect in a way. Uh, Which they did really good uh, as well, really well done. It it felt, you know, oddly enough, it felt more liberated than the U.S. in the 50s and 60s. Mm -hmm. Like they felt more free in Taiwan, uh, than, than you know, at least I, Grant, I didn't live through the '50s, so I'm speculating, of course. Yeah. But they they seemed a lot more free to do things that you know would get you arrested and or killed in uh, the U.S. in the '50s. Um, I mean, they they're more free back then than we are now. It seems as well. Yeah. Kind of kind of crazy. <laughs> but it is uh, it's definitely a movie that I feel like it's it's style over substance Mm -hmm. uh and i'm not saying usually i would say that for like a uh a michael bay movie this is like the opposite of a michael bay movie but the story for the most part throughout all four hours is not one that kept my attention Mm -hmm. uh very well until probably about the last hour the last hour i was really into um yeah same here it took a while to get it took three hours exactly to get there Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean i found where the opposite, I actually, I found myself kind of intrigued with it for the most part. Not like, that yeah. first hour was rough just because there was a lot of exposition and talking and learning and, you know, yeah. uh, character growth and, you know, just really immersing yourself in it. Um, 
other than that first hour, it it, it did pick up for me, and uh, I, I started to enjoy it more. Started yeah. to actually pay attention to it more as well, um, because it it was weird that you don't, for me at least, that I didn't give a shit much about all the gang stuff. <laughs> It's like, what the? Well, I mean, it's... it's it's What's happening to my body? The difference is is that it's like, whenever it's kids in a gang, I don't give a shit. Because it's just kids being kids, and kids are stupid. And, you know, it's all stuff that they'll look back on when they're adults and just be like, man, we were fucking idiots. And so one of the kids in this does that. Yeah. It's, um, it's like, you know, kid gangs are never something that I really take seriously. Who was it? It was Sly, right? Yeah, Sly yeah. is the one who kind of grows up after he gets, I believe, expelled. And he's just like, man, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I think, in a way, that's kind of the point. But it is, again, because of the runtime, it's just a detriment to it because it, it takes so long to get to the point yeah. that by the time it does, you're either relieved that it's finally ending or you know not interested i was just relieved that it was ending i again i can't stress enough that i i enjoyed this movie i thought it was good for the most part but it's just mm-hmm. you know the whenever i watch a movie i if i look at my phone for an extended period of time mm-hmm. i will rewind the movie i'm watching normally and watch i, it. I did myself, not do that with this i did that a few times but yeah luckily i was paying attention for for the most part. I did not do that with this because I was like, it was so quiet, nothing important could have really happened. Like, I get yeah. it. They're, they're kids that are in love. These kids are think that their school life and their gang is the the, the most important thing in the world. They're going to do whatever they can for them. Like, it's, it's a very simple story, which is w- why it doesn't deserve a runtime as long as it's in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a very artsy movie. I get why people like it. Uh, uh, you know, it's 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, so d- d- it's definitely got a following, but it's, it's, I don't know. I just, I really <laughs> don't understand why anyone would think a movie this long is a good idea. Yeah, I could see that as well. There's two things I really learned from this movie. Um, one is that, uh, um, that I already forget the first one, and the second one, man, <laughs> uh, the bro code. You know, no one, no one trusts the bro code around here. Yeah, no one, no one's cool. We're like, oh, you're dating her? It's, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mess with her. Not a chance. No way. Don't, <laughs> I'm not. You know what, brother? You and I bonded. Not bondage. Bonded. Uh, we're bonded. Is what mm-hmm. I meant to say. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to you. Yeah. No. They're like, no. We're we're about it. We're no, yeah, we're fucking, dude. No, there there are so many times too where they blame uh, these kids' bad behavior on the fact that they they're trying to start relationship with girls. Like, tell me your your culture hates women without telling me your culture hates women. Yeah. Like, every time they're just like, you're you're just you're just badly behaved. You're getting into relationships with girls. What you mean having normal hormones as a teenager is, yep. is a bad thing? Like, what the fuck? Um, and they, they never blame like a girl's bad behavior on, on getting in with boys or anything. So maybe they hate boys. I don't know. It's really weird. Uh, It's just weird that they brought it up so often as they did. Mm -hmm. Um, and granted it is subtitled, so that might not be exactly what they're talking about. But, uh, you know, this didn't, it didn't help at all that this girl was kind of swaying guys and 
not that it's exactly her fault in 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 the slightest, but they were leading. She was leading them all on, for the most part. Yeah. Um, and you know, if once that happens, and then once you find out that, she, that you know, you're finding out that she's with multiple guys, it starts to get you stir crazy, which leads to the conflict in this at the end, where not not excusing in the slightest. Um, oh, now yeah, I found out my other point. That girl got boys down bad. She got them down bad in this movie. <laughs> she got them down real bad. Yeah. But that's that's the point. I mean, she was getting them super stir crazy, leading them on. She, did it justify her death? Hell no. Not in the slightest. No. But, you know, uh, I, I just really, the only people I kind of really feel bad for is uh, Sir's family in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they were going through the ringer in a subplot through this uh, for a good half hour of the uh, movie as well. Yeah. Um, and not that you needed that subplot either, but like it definitely kind of got you more grounded to how like troubled their family is in terms yeah. of just like you know job and stuff like that, and uh, potential communism just because you're attached to somebody in the slightest. Um, again, not, didn't need it. It would have been a cool deleted scene if you were going to watch you know the director's cut or something. We did watch the director's cut. Apparently, holy the, shit! The four the four hour version, which is the only version that was available, uh, that is the director's cut. There's a three hour version uh, that uh, yeah, was that movie distributed. Probably would have been great for you. Probably. I mean, again, I I enjoyed this movie, uh, but like, I I I'm big on editing. I think. Mm-hmm. I love long movies if they're warranted. One of my favorite movies, most of my favorite movies are over two and a half hours long. Like the assassination of Jesse James is two hours, 47 minutes, I believe. Mm-hmm. Feels like an hour 45 with how fast it moves, in my opinion. Uh, the Lord of the Rings movies, if you don't sit through the, like the extended versions, the theatrical releases go by so quickly. Yeah. And it's because it's pacing. It's, it's time and pacing. If you're going to have a lot of time, you got to have really good pacing. If you're mm-hmm. if you're gonna have a slow paced movie, it's got to be short, like a ghost story. Uh, yeah. That's only like ninety minutes or something, but it, it's like it's very slow paced to the point where we almost walked out. But then after a certain point, it like it makes sense why it's so slow paced. That damn pie. That damn pie. Um, but and in this, it's slow paced and until the end, and and it's also four hours long. And it's not a good combination. That's also a problem I have with a lot of Bollywood movies is that, yes, they're good, but they're slow-paced and they're long. And yeah. it's it's not a good combination, in my opinion. Yes, I mean, obviously, with an 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb, there is an audience for this. I'm glad that these people love this movie. I don't hate this movie. I really like this movie. But, but as man, far as... But, man, run time is yeah, killer. For me to rate and something really movie. high, I have to want to re-watch it. Yeah. And... I'm gonna rewatch this at some point for Cinema Bucket List because you picked a movie on the 1001 movie I'm you must sorry. before you die. <laughs> it's fine. It's perfectly fine, but it's not something I'm eager to do. And that is my, that is what separates a good movie and a great movie, in my opinion. Again, if you thought this was the best movie ever made, I'm happy for you. But these is like I, I just, I think the pacing was too, too bad in this. Mm-hmm. Um. Like a good example for long but good pacing, Chernobyl. Yes, it's a miniseries, but I watched the entire series in one day. And it's like nine hours or something like that, 
and yeah. I watched it in one day, and it didn't feel like nine hours. That is great pacing for a nine-hour thing. If if I watched this in one day, like you did, I probably would have like been checking my watch every like fifteen minutes. I so, did, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's that's my biggest takeaway. Uh, I will say Lisa Yang, who plays Ming, is incredible in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like the best actress in this, which is weird because if you look at her IMDb, she only has two credits. A Brighter Summer's Day, and then a, uh, One Life to Live, and then nothing else. And I'm I'm curious what happened to her. Like, does she just not want to do acting? Because she was really talented. Yeah. Uh, um, hopefully she I didn't. Mean, a, a lot of these kids don't even have pictures. Yeah. Um, and a, a lot um, of these guys were great. Um, Chang Chen is in uh, Dune, the guy yep. who plays Sir. He's in Dune. He plays the doctor. Chang um, Chen's still doing things. Yeah, he's still doing things. Uh, but... Yeah, it's 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 a good movie. I understand why it's a classic. I understand why it's on the must-see uh, movies. Uh, again, it's just the runtime for me, and I know I sound like a broken record, but mm. I, being an editor the entire time, I was just like, I could just... I feel like, oh, let me see if the director edited this, because if I were the editor, I would have been like, <laughs> you gotta... Yes, I will do what you want because you are the boss and this is your vision, but you got to let me do something here, bub. You got to let me fly, Captain. <laughs> yeah, you got to let me fly. Uh, okay, so the editor was uh, Po and Chen. Um, I guess they work together a lot. It looks like they work together a lot, so maybe they just both have a similar style. Uh, but yeah. more power to them. More power to them, indeed. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say, though. Uh, we had a nice little Elvis song in there. Yeah, we can't uh, escape Elvis this year. Can't escape Elvis. <laughs> we have to learn about him, though. So mm, we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I found the movie. It was great. Like I mean, like you said, the biggest uh, downfalls for it were the pacing and the the runtime. Um, I don't I don't feel as strongly about it as you do, but I I do think those are the biggest factors yeah. for it. And I my opinion might change when I watch it a second time. Whenever it comes up in my cinema bucket list. Yeah. Uh, and it also might have just been because I was alone with my son and just, you know, had that going over. I don't like having to interrupt movies, so that might have been another thing. Maybe. <laughs> so, I, I, you I, know, we'll see when I rewatch it eventually, but, uh, yeah, that's just how I feel now. Yeah, if this was like, like I was saying before, if this was like an average movie person, yeah, being like, ah, oh, I kind of want to get in this movie, it's four hours, I'm like, please sit through it for like one or two sit-downs. Yeah. Because you're going to need it. I would recommend doing that. But um, I I could also understand kind of wanting to watch the movie and getting up and down not in your own decision. (laughs) Yeah. If if it were my own decision, it might have been better. But uh, And I can't stress enough that that last hour is extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, it's mainly the first hour I have a problem with which was the first, I watched the first hour, and then the second time I watched it was two hours total. And that was fine. Like, I enjoyed that. And then the final hour was obviously easy. So it Mm -hmm. it might just be the first hour I have a problem with. But again, I can't know how I feel if I didn't sit through it in one sitting. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So decisions, decisions. uh, That does it for a review for a brighter summer day. Also, I keep calling this a better summer day anytime I type it in somewhere. I keep calling it a bright summer day. (laughs) Yes. So I keep messing that up. But a brighter summer day, uh, that brings us to our judgment. As usual, it has to be a unanimous decision whether or not it goes on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Glenn, you picked this. So it is your decision first. 
does a brighter summer day go on to the little shelf boy shelf and mm. hike its pants up high before it stabs some girl named Ming and has yes. a woman just walk by? There's a lot of people that just walk by. Yeah, uh, walk it by. It takes them way too long to realize something happened. Like yeah. And if then you see that girl fall, you're like, what happened? It's very, that whole scene, I mean, we're getting into judgments, but that whole scene reminded me of just, like, today's standards. If, like, if somebody just saw something happen, first thing that's coming out, phone recording. Yeah. Not, yeah. is that fucking person okay or just running up? Yeah. That's, that was the whole Trying thing. Trying to stop something, yeah. It felt very modern in that sense of just, like, they were just in awe and just, like, instead of instead of going to help, they were just, like, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to sip some tea. There's a little bit of drama here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, my decision is going to be, I want to put it on the shelf. Um, the four hours was rough for me, but I found myself, even that first hour was not as good as I was hoping it would be, and it really didn't draw you in. The second hour and the third hour really draw you in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found myself really liking it. I found myself uh, stop. Uh, playing Smash. Yes, I was paying attention to the movie, but I stopped pay- playing Smash. I stopped looking at the other tabs I had open. I stopped. It was. It, it drawed me in. Is it the best movie in the world? No, but I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought everybody in it was great. Um, and especially that last two hours was just... <laughs> that was a chef's kiss, by the way. I don't know why it was so sloppy. It was a very sloppy chef's mm. kiss. But uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was great. Despite yeah. the uh, four-hour runtime, yeah, um, I'm not as I, I didn't enjoy it as much as you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I also recognize the artistry enough. I it's a good movie. I acknowledge it's a good movie. I understand that my feelings might have come from the circumstances in which I was watching it, mm-hmm. which is why I'm not completely ready to remove it or just say no to the shelf. Yeah. Uh, so I think for that reason, I'm going to say, yes, it should go on the shelf. Uh, if I didn't have to rewatch this for, with cinema bucket list, uh, I think I probably would never rewatch it and it would just be a mystery whether or not I, I will enjoy mm. it. Yeah. But when I do watch it for cinema bucket list, I'm going to make sure I'm going to talk to my wife and be like, Hey, I need four hours where I just watch this. <laughs> Anything with him can you just handle for four hours? And then when that happens, we will... Uh, granted, the cinema bucket list is going to take 10 years, so he might be able to just hang out by himself by that point. <laughs> it's going it's to be a hot minute. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, but yeah, I, I will say yes. Uh, I, there okay. was enough there. There was enough there that I liked. It was powerful enough. It's really just the pacing and runtime. It's kind of the same thing with that uh, Bollywood movie I watched... Um, the uh, the Bravehearted uh, will take the bride. It's a great movie, but the pacing was a huge issue for me. Yeah, uh, but I will we'll, say I have I have no idea what I'm going to rate this yet, so I'm going to sit on it for a little bit. But I currently have it at a two and a half. But I am also will like I I am willing once I rewatch something yeah. to redo the rating on on Letterbox. Right now it's a two and a half for me, uh, mm-hmm. mainly because of the pacing. Uh, but we will know for sure how I feel about it when I watch it for Cinema Buckleist, whenever that may be. It's not this year, I can tell you that. One uh, day. I have my, my year planned out. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but A Brighter Summer Day does go on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. That brings us to our assignment for next week. It mm-hmm. is Streaming Roulette Week. So for those of you who don't know how Streaming Roulette works, we spin 
a very real physical wheel that is about 10 miles wide it's in so diameter. Uh, we spin it three times, and we pick the one out of those three spins that mm-hmm. we like the best. Without any further ado, here comes the first spin. Worth from 2021. A very uh, recent movie. It's on, on, on it's a Netflix I, IMDb, film. it says 2020. I got some names on this bad boy. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, it is an attorney in Washington, D.C. battles against cynicism, bureaucracy, and politics to help the victims of 9-11. That's still a fight people are fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is directed by Sarah Collingello and uh, written by Max Borenstein, or Borenstein uh, starring Michael Keaton, Amy Ryan, Stanley Tucci, Tate Donovan, uh, I apologize if I would pronounce this. Shunori Ramanathan, uh, Talia Balsam, uh, other people as well. I'm trying to find if there's any other. I don't see any of the other. Oh, Mark Barron's in there. I know him. He's mm-hmm. a comedian. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be on Netflix. That is called Worth. Uh, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Thank God it's under four hours. It's an hour <laughs> and 58 minutes. Uh, so that is Worth. That is our first spin. Here comes spin number two. Three Idiots. I believe this is a Bollywood movie. I remember when this was in theaters, it was a huge hit among uh, the Bollywood clientele. Also Uh, on Netflix. Also on Netflix, rated PG-13, two hours, 50 minutes. Still under four hours, so we got that. Rating 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Two friends are searching for their long-lost companion. They revisit their college days and recall the memories of their friend who inspired them to think differently, even as the rest of the world called them idiots. It is directed by... Kind of reminds me of uh, Without a Paddle a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, It's directed by Raj Kumar Harani, uh, written by Raj Kumar Harani, Abhijat Joshi, uh, Vindhu Vinod, and uh, Vinod Chopra. Again, apologize if I mispronounced those. Uh, it is starring uh, uh, Amir Khan, Madhavan, Mona Singh, and Sharman Joshi. Or jo- Joshi. Jo- 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 My goodness, I just had a stroke there. <laughs> uh, Karina Kapoor. I feel like she was in a movie we watched. I'm going to click on her. She's also Damn in there. Uh, is she on Stree, maybe? Stree or maybe not. Maybe she's not on anything. And both Korean. It's nothing I'm looking at, at least. Yeah, it would have been it would have been Stree or Hater because those are the, yeah. the two, or Hadier. Um, I think Kapoor is just a popular name. Uh, but yeah, that is Three Idiots. That is also on Netflix. Uh, so that is spin number two. Here comes spin number three. <laughs> Our boy Keanu Reeves. Yes, the Lake House. <laughs> You know, I've been meaning to actually watch this. <laughs> Wait, what is, is with your romance movies lately? I think this I is also did on Netflix. This. this is also on Netflix. Uh, hour thirty nine minutes, six point eight out of ten on IMDb. A lonely doctor who once occupied an unu- uh, yeah unusual lakeside house begins to exchange love letters with its former resident, a frustrated architect. They must try to unravel the mystery behind their extraordinary romance before it's too late. Directed- I have watched this. Uh-huh, okay. Directed by Alejandro Agresti. Uh, it is based on uh, the movie Suare uh, by Yong Jong Kim and Jina Yo. 
uh, and screenplay by David Auburn, starring Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock, Christopher Plummer, Evan Moss Bachrick. Uh, I'm looking for anyone who is of note. I do not see anyone. So that is The Lake House. They are all on Netflix, these movies. Yeah. It's, it's almost as if Netflix is paying realgood.com to push their movies. <laughs> Which one are you leaning? Um, not The Lake House. That movie's uh, cheesy and not the kind of cheesy that is You've Got Mail. Yeah. Um, or anything like that. Um, there's better movies with Keanu and Sandra. Or Sandra, sorry. Um, but this is not one of them. Uh, I, I think the movie that I was thinking actually had Winona in it, not Sandra. Um, I'm leaning Worth. Uh, that's where I'm leaning as well. Three Idiots sounds funny, but I'm not about to do a three-hour movie. Not after a four-hour movie. Can't, if, can't if, lie about if it. If the movie you picked was shorter, maybe. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm leaning Worth as well. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Worth is on Netflix. That is our assignment for next week. The shock from the attacks in New York and D.C. reverberate across the entire nation. What we're facing is a national emergency. We are proposing the Treasury Fund offering compensation to the victims. Ken, we'll have to negotiate all settlements. The victims and their families will be compensated based on economic value loss. That's where the formula comes in. 80%. Any fewer come aboard, the lawsuits that result could crater the economy. Payment for everybody. Yeah. My daughters were just as much as anybody in a corner office. My wife died that day, and everything about this formula offends me. Sorry to hear that. But we can't bend the rules for every case. Why not? Congress gives you broad discretion. But when 7,000 citizens ask you not to be treated like some numbers on a spreadsheet, you act like that law came down from Sinai. I know the rules. State law says we were nothing to each other. But I'm the one he called before the end. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I'm Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we watch something about 9-11 and remember the existential dread that came with being alive during 9-11. Mm-hmm. I know some of the people that listen to this podcast are either too young to remember it or were not alive during it. Somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. I remember it fully. So, uh, yeah, maybe we'll talk about it then. We'll see. Uh, see if it's... Kind of hard it's, to not talk about. <laughs> <laughs> in a movie about 9-11 victims, yep. you got to talk about 9-11. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Worth is on Netflix, and uh, we will see you then. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.